Welcome to another episode of Pat the Fat Man. We like to talk about movies, sports, and whatever else we feel like. I'm Pat. I'm the Fat Man. And today we're coming at you with an in-between episode. We have finished out the strange, slow panning, somewhat rambling, ten pages of total dialogue, Escape from New York. (laughs) We will then be moving into one of the greatest, if not the greatest, baseball movie of all time. Sandlot. Oh, I could debate that. <laughs> yeah, you and Trip both. <laughs> <laughs> What's his pick? Yeah. Well, his pick was uh, League of Their Own. Mm. And Mom's pick was Major League. This was all at the Rough Riders game that we were talking about this. For those of you who don't know, the Frisco Rough Riders are the double-A team. Double-A is the big one, right? Triple is the big one. It goes single, double, triple. Okay. The double-A feeder team for the Texas Rangers, minor league baseball team that is located in Dr. Pepper Field. Actually, I don't think it's called Dr. Pepper Field anymore. I can't remember what they renamed it. Writers Field. Either way, it was built by Dr. Pepper. Writers Field. And they're double-A. Double-A. Frisco Rough Riders. We, uh, we went to a game... Us and the McGee's, who's another family who hangs out with uh, myself and occasionally Bruce when he's around, mm-hmm. decided to go to some baseball games this year. We went to a Rangers game. That was decent. You know, we paid what you would expect to pay small fry ticket price to sit in the outfield, the far outfield in the Rangers game. Relatively same ticket price. We were at the third base <laughs> at the Rough Riders. <laughs> and the reason we chose that spot was because it was close to the children's area and one of the two bars, <laughs> full bars. <laughs> Ultimately, Rangers baseball is really fun to watch right now. However, the seats we can get for decent prices are far in the outfield. Mm-hmm. The experience is very loud. And it's somewhat difficult. Oh, because it's dome. No, it's not even that. Like, even when it's open. Oh, wow. It's just ridiculously. It's so loud that when I got my give us your review of how things went, Uh like I complained loudly (laughs) in in that (laughs) review about how loud it was and how it basically drove us out of the park. Because it literally did. The first time I went with (laughs) Micah and Maria, it literally drove us out of the park. The kids Mm -hmm. lasted a whole of one inning. Micah held his ears the entire time because it was so loud. And we left. Went with the McGee's. It was slightly better. But then the Rough Riders game, minor league game, there's only one deck. Right. You're sitting, you're sitting pretty close to the action. Mm-hmm. You can see it all. Ticket prices are decent. It's not. It's loud, but it's not super ridiculously loud. They still have a little bit of fun. You know, they play all like, I'm just a girl, and girls just want to have fun while the other team's batters are coming to play. <laughs> <You know? laughs> they, play they just do, you know, stupid, silly minor league stuff that makes a lot of fun if we had been there without the kids we would have probably gone to the lazy river which was adults only (laughs) (laughs) i love that the most fun thing in the park is an adults only thing (laughs) yeah well it's it's adults only on thursdays we went on thursday like the rest of the time like other people rent it out and stuff. You can rent it out and whatnot but quick side note what's funny is if you go to the marlin stadium down in Miami, there's a nightclub in that in that baseball stadium. It's in left field at the ground floor. So like you could literally get seats right on the ground floor with just, you know, at, on the fence <laughs> watching the baseball game with a nightclub with a pool <laughs> in the back behind you watching the baseball game <laughs> with a pool <laughs> with a pool. <laughs> it's the most ridiculous thing ever. <laughs> but they got to bring in fans somehow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those are some fun experiences. I've yet to go to a baseball game this season, but I'm going to, the weather's finally warmed up here in Ohio. Uh, so I'm going to just hit the trifecta in my area. There's a prospect league starting up here the next week or two. Prospect leagues, literally, these guys play for two months, hoping that scouts find them in the middle of baseball season to get them ready for spring training next season or, you know, for a minor league deal. And then, Columbus has got the Columbus Clippers AAA team for the Cleveland Guardians. And then uh, July, Bob's going to come up here and uh, we're going to go to a Guardians game. Nice. Honestly, there's not really a bad seat in that park, but I'm going to pick. It's going to be left field bleachers right near where John Adams, the drummer, sat where his spot was. It'll be like a row or two down from him from where his spot was, I should say. 
and it's eighteen dollars a ticket, which for Major League Baseball really isn't that bad. Yeah, no, that's pretty good. That's really good. Yeah, it's pretty close to uh, to minor league game tickets, really. Yeah, no, because we I think we paid twenty bucks a ticket for the Rough Riders tickets. Yeah, and they do something else cool in that stadium that if you live in downtown, it's a really good deal, and that is. Uh, two things, actually. They've been doing it for years. One is the $15 standing room only ticket. It's called the district ticket. With that $15, it's a standing room spot only, and the first drink is free. Nice. Yeah. If it's a weekday, 6 o'clock game, you want to be out there all night, but you come in, stand for a couple hours, watch a couple good innings, you get a free drink, maybe you buy a second drink, and who knows, maybe you end up watching the whole game, but 15 bucks can't complain. I know a lot of other ball clubs, I've seen it at least in two, including the Guardians, are doing this thing for $50 a month. You get to go to every game in that month, every home game that month. It covers all those games in standing room only, but it's flat $50. So if you go to one game or if you go to all 15, 20, whatever it is that month. Again, really, when you think about it, if you go more than twice and you buy a drink, it's probably paying for itself in the end. Oh, yeah, that's a good deal. Yeah. Well, it's like we were going to the Rangers games on Tuesday nights, which is family night, and they have the in the outfield, all the seats are half off. So the first game we went to were literally six dollar seats. That's why I I wasn't mad about leaving in the first inning because (laughs) it was six bucks a seat. Oh, yeah. That was second deck, first deck. We're like $12. At normal price, they're double that, right? So $24, right. $12. You're way, way out there. I will say in general, I think what we're probably going to do for future games, we're probably going to go to Rough Riders games just because, A, the Rangers stadium is technically further away. Mm-hmm. It's typically more expensive. Mm-hmm. And I got to walk further from the parking lot to the stadium. <laughs> And my seats are a lot worse. So with the summertime coming up and the kids being off, minor league teams tend to have their stadiums tend to have better deals in comparison here in Columbus. The Clippers, they have dime dog nights, whereas the Guardians have dollar dog nights. It's the same hot dog. And it's really you're getting a better deal out of the dime than the dollar because these are cheap hot dogs. They're Sugardale hot dogs. And let me tell you, they're even a grade (laughs) below Oscar (laughs) Mayer. Really? Yeah. (laughs) But it's a hot dog, you know? I mean, bottom of the barrel as they come. <laughs> you put enough mustard and onions and relish on it, you don't even give a damn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The reason they bring this up, because baseball is really trying hard right now to get people interested in the sport. This is your kid's chance to get experience with professional athletes if, if they're interested in being a professional athlete. Minor league games is where you'll get the best chance to get autographs for guys who work every day. They work every day from March straight on through September, and they do it for very little money. They usually have to have a job outside of playing baseball. They have to travel while still working their job. These are guys who want to make the dream real, so they work hard. So if you want your kids to to work hard and to see what hard work looks like, minor league baseball players are it. It's a family outing. It's where you can make memories happen. It doesn't always have to be about watching the game. You go enough times and maybe they get interested in it. Yeah. Or you have a conversation, you know, how's school? How's this? What do you want to do? It's what we always did. What I really enjoy about baseball is I can go watch a baseball game and have a two to three hour conversation with a friend at the same time. Right. It's a little more fast paced these days because, and I love that. Like I am loving the pitch (laughs) clock. (laughs) I love these new rules. I don't really care so much about the shift rule but the pitch clock rule Mm -hmm. is so phenomenal like Mm -hmm. it makes the game so much better it does it just flat out does Mm -hmm. like i'm not just sitting there waiting for that dang pitcher to finally make up his flipping mind (laughs) or the batter right and even if like the pitcher is like having a hard time mentally out there it doesn't matter he has to work through it which is all that you really want because you've seen pitchers who you know they're having a hard time so what do they do they try to drag it out as much as they can yeah they're trying to piss off the batter so he'll swing it anything and that's just annoying <laughs> it's no fun for anybody and some of those other rules have been good too you know the timeouts limiting the timeouts between pitchers and, and batters and only making throws to pick off the runner at first counts for those timeouts yeah stuff like that across the board they say that it's made the game half an hour faster from an average of three hours last year to two and a half this year. And it's funny how much that, that matters because like, you know, we went to the Rough Riders game, started at 630. You know, we were out at eight. Eh, closer to nine, but yeah. 
Nah, maybe it was 8.30. <laughs> Either way. No, wait, 6, 7.30, 8, yeah, it was about 8, 8.30. So it's two hours, yeah. Yeah. Granted, it was a very one-sided game. The uh, the Sod Poodles out of Arizona are not a very good ball club. There were some pretty, <laughs> pretty comical errors that occurred. <laughs> Granted, our kids' bedtime is 7.30. So if your game doesn't start till 6.30 or 7.00, and you're already mm. going to be blowing the bedtime. So it's a question of like, how much do I blow it? Can I stay for the end? Do I have to leave halfway through? And that's the other thing, too. You're talking about bedtimes and things like that. That's where you, you point out, hey, you could stay up later if you want. And you could have your popcorn and soda here. But at home, you got to eat your vegetables. You got to go to bed. You got to do your homework. <laughs> the baseball game is where you don't have to do those things. <laughs> yeah. The Rough Riders games are awesome because they have a really awesome play area for the kids as well. as like you pay $5 and there's a whole like bounce house area with all the blow up things they have at carnivals and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And then it's like unlimited play until like the eighth inning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we mentioned that because, yeah, we're going to review the Sandlot as was made by the voting of our fans, because that's one of the few memories I have of going to the movies. And if you want your kids to be interested in sports, maybe this is one of those movies that helps that because it's all about kids. It's all about kids having fun in the summer and doing fun things and them having heroes and wanting to be like their heroes and things like that and fitting in and <laughs> yeah you know getting to know people and moving to new areas and dealing with broken families there's a lot of things we're going to talk about <laughs> I fully expect this to be a good six to eight episodes <laughs> and it's so much fun it's so much fun because it's from um god i can only imagine that this takes place in like the 60s the 50s oh you know from the baseball players bruce well they talk about Babe Ruth but it wasn't like they talked about him like he was the guy still playing football he was the legend you mean baseball yeah yeah what did I say football speaking of football so today was the first day of NFL OTAs and OTAs does not stand for on the air (laughs) it stands for Shoot, I forgot. Something about the team. <laughs> the T is team. Organized team. Assembly. Activity. Activity. Yes. yes. Activity. Organized team activity. It's a practice, but we're not going to call <laughs> right. it a practice. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. These must be the ones that are not mandatory. Correct. They are not mandatory. So big news today was that both the number one draft pick... Bryce Young, who was the quarterback coming out of Alabama, showed up on day one with the Panthers. And Mr. Former Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers. A.A. Ron Rodgers. (laughs) Day one with the Jets. You know, I'm here to win. Attitude. Let's see if he can pull it off with the Jets the same way <laughs> Brett Favre did. <laughs> so what you're saying me, telling me is that Aaron Rodgers had his P.O. yesterday. <laughs> Probably. And he's also clean shave. He's clean cut. He's not clean shaven. He's clean cut. Like he has a he has like a buzz cut now. And it was the weirdest thing. I was like watching That's like the, the opposite of what should happen. You go to Green Bay and you get the clean cut. You go to New York and you look like you got a cocaine problem. I mean, <laughs> right? Exactly. Like, no, he looks all he looks all Johnny Unitas clean cut now <laughs> instead of Joe Montana. <laughs> Like he had going on. There. I cannot root for this guy. I just can't because it just seems like everything it, it was done as a show, just so that way he can make himself look good to go to New York because he hated Green Bay that much, or either that or he's trying to mimic uh, Brett Favre. The problem is people like Brett Favre yeah. before you know, you know, before they found out what he did. We don't necessarily yeah. like. Yeah, we didn't find out he was a dirtbag until you know fairly right. recently, to be honest. It was right. like last year or this year. I can't remember. You know, we only found out about all the BS he pulled in Mississippi with tax fraud this last year. <laughs> People already hate AA Ron Rogers. <laughs> I think him, like Washington football team. I'm gonna call him AA Ron Rogers. I'm not gonna call him by his actual name. <laughs> Oh, I'm not a fan. I couldn't tell you what the Browns are doing right now because <laughs> last couple of years I kind of cared and I thought they were going to do good and they hadn't done very well. And this year, eh, the Bengals are still the Bengals. Lamar Jackson didn't leave Baltimore. So we're kind of still in the same division that we're in and we don't know what Deshaun Watson's going to be. But you know what? We behaved like a normal team that didn't need draft picks this year. 
So here's hoping it all works out. Sure it will. Right. Because <laughs> it's Cleveland. It always works out well. They were just doing so well. And then everything with Mayfield just, ah, it feels like they were like, how do we shoot a shotgun into our gut? I know. <laughs> we'll get that. We'll get that quarterback who's out for a year and a half out of Houston, who's got 40 some odd charges against him for sexual assault or whatever will gaslight Baker Mayfield and then basically stop talking to him. <laughs> Think about it like this. Okay. He goes from Cleveland to the Carolina, which was a bad team to begin with. And he does, I'm not going to say he did a good or even okay, but you know, he tried to show something there from there. They let him go to LA where the couple of games that he played there, he did pretty darn well. He won. <laughs> <laughs> It's just not something the Chargers. It's not something the Chargers had been doing much this year, <laughs> and so he goes from there to not having any prospects at all. And who picks him up? Then the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who are just Tampa coming, Buccaneers, Bay, who just had <laughs> Tom Brady retire on them, and so that's who you get to replace him is Baker Mayfield. So if you're somebody else who's watching from the outside, you're going, "What kind of you know? What sense does that make?" Well, clearly there's some math here that we don't know about. <laughs> Clearly, yeah. there's some things that we don't know about because there's a team that's willing to take him on as QB one. <laughs> yeah. In all honesty, I fully thought Rogers was going to end up there. I really did. Mm -hmm. I thought Tampa Bay was going to become the home of old, almost retired quarterbacks because it's warm in Florida. <laughs> right. Old, retired, <laughs> no Hall of Famer quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah. I thought that's where... Rogers was going to go and instead Rogers goes to New York and honestly if you need something in Florida that's what you get to, to fill seats is that kind of stuff I mean unless you're expecting to win every single game yeah you know the funny part is I think I think the Bucks will do well by this uh, just from a filling seats perspective because of how many ex Ohioans <laughs> live in Florida <laughs> because let's Quite face it yeah how did I have it put to me you don't have to shovel the heat. Right. <laughs> so most people would rather put up with heat than snow. And Tampa Bay is a good flight from Houston. Baker Mayfield comes from Texas. I mean, he got famous in Oklahoma, but he's from Texas. Yeah. We got famous because he walked on in Oklahoma. Yes. And tech. Yeah. He was a double walk on. Yep. And then made it to the NFL as a first round draft pick. And then was... The Browns' freaking quarterback. <laughs> he was the first Browns quarterback to take him to a playoff game in 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> and won the first game. Yeah. He was the first one to win one. His first one to take him there in 10 years. First one to win one in 20. And what do they do? First they... one to win back-to-back -back games in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Which was, that was how that went. Beat him in Pittsburgh to get into the playoffs. Then beat him in Pittsburgh again to win that first wildcard game. Yep. And what do they do? They browned all over him. Just browned all over him. There's no other way to put it. Mm -mm. What the heck, man? Nope, because, you know, what did they do? They got him OBJ, because OBJ was the best receiver, <laughs> wide receiver in the NFL. And then he cried like a little baby, but not getting the, the ball thrown to him. So OBJ goes to the Rams, who are already on their way to the Super Bowl. Plays in the Super Bowl, gets, what, two catches that game, one of them yeah. being a touchdown. And yep. that was it. <laughs> and then he gets cut from the Rams. <laughs> but he got his ring. But he got his ring. Okay, he didn't get cut. His contract ended and they didn't renew it. They didn't renew the contract. Yeah. Same difference. So I guess that's the football stuff. <laughs> really isn't any news about Cowboys, really, since since draft day, effectively. It's been weird this year. Football doesn't seem nearly as much of uh selling point this year like like as much energy and attention as it has in the last couple of years before this one yeah maybe that's because you know finally our teams are settling down into becoming normal teams <laughs> yeah they're not freaking just crazy all over the place <laughs> <laughs> there's no ota news out of the cowboys because we lost our first ota game because last year's otas were too physical <laughs> <laughs> And, they, we, and, the, and Mike McCarthy got fined $100,000, and they lost the first OTA this season. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> you do you, NFL. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess. I mean, I mean, to be fair, they have to deal with the NFLPA, and um, 
that's a rough union. <laughs> yeah. No idea what's going on in the uh, college front. And, I, and really, we don't you don't typically know anything until the maroon and white game. That's really the first glimpse you get of how your team is shaping up and how things are going. Only thing I could say is it seems like what's becoming a normal thing now is spring football for college programs. Yeah. It's like a month somewhere in between March and May where they play a few practices and a few games like, you know, inter scrimmage games and whatnot uh, before letting them go for the summer and then picking back up again in August. I just hear them talking about it on the radio a lot. Wait a minute. Maroon and White game was April 15th. What? <laughs> See, I was just talking about that. What? <laughs> uh, okay, I guess I'll have to watch it to <laughs> see what happened. Hmm. I didn't hear any news. Normally, my cousins are way up on this, and they tell me what happened. <laughs> Hockey wise, I can tell you, I was pretty mad for the oh for the draft lottery. It's so. St- Stupid! I hate the draft lottery. It's so stupid. Okay, we'll explain how it works so everybody else can hate it too. Yes. So, in most sports, the team that does the worst automatically gets the first pick in a draft. This is meant to help teams that are bad get good players so we could kind of even out. This does lead to teams do what's called tanking, which is performing poorly so that way they lose games so that way they can get the first draft pick. Yep. Some people say that it's not a good system, but really it doesn't hurt the sport sport like, you know, in the NFL it, I don't think it's hurt the sport. No, I think it's been great for the sport to be honest. You don't have necessarily these like dynasty teams like Alabama where they just rule the sport for a decade. Right. And because, you know, like in NFL, salaries are capped and organized, you don't have Things that like happen in baseball where the Yankees win a lot of them over the course of a century because they have the biggest payroll. Right. However, in the NHL, what happens is the four teams with the most losses get entered into the pool and they get a chance. And depending on how bad you were, the team that was the worst has a better chance of getting the first pick. It doesn't get the first pick. It has the best chance of getting the first pick. And being the worst team gets you, I think they said, a 23% greater chance of getting the first pick. So the way it started out for the draft this year was Anaheim, Columbus, San Jose, Chicago. Chicago. The way it worked out was Chicago got the first pick, Hmm. followed by Anaheim, followed by Columbus, (laughs) and then San Jose. Uh, the problem that we have that a lot of fans have other than us feeling like we just got screwed again because we thought that we we had a really good chance at it was that the Blackhawks are a team that's been they're one of the six original NHL teams they've won plenty of Stanley Cups over the last couple of decades and they're just coming off a season where they've had to deal with sexual harassment allegations inside the organization so the fact that they got the first pick was just infuriating on top of which (laughs) the whole dog and pony show of ESPN putting on the draft lottery picks when it came time to call what number Columbus got, they didn't actually do it on air because there was a production snafu and some guy, one of the uh, anchors at ESPN had tweeted it out before it actually got on the air. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) On top of that bit of turd nugget, (laughs) was another ESPN anchor, a guy named Chris Cherios, was like, I'm so happy for Chicago, I don't even care about Columbus. <laughs> and so you're like, dude. You're just like, what the... <laughs> I mean, you know, you could say that off the air. You could use Twitter, Facebook, whatever. But you're on ESPN. You're supposed to be unbiased. <laughs> You're supposed to say, that's unfortunate. Congratulations to Chicago. But instead, what you say is, I don't care about Columbus. It's like, sounds like somebody wants their car on fire tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's not like hockey players are known. Hockey players and fans are known to be the most calm and gentle souls. (laughs) (laughs) Or reasonable or rational. (laughs) Oh, God. 
I discovered a wonderful little series on Hulu this week called Shorzy. Apparently, it's a spinoff from a show called Letter Kenny, which is a show about basically hillbilly Canadians from a small little town called Letterkenny. Well, the offshoot is called Shorzy because it's named after this character from Letterkenny called Shorzy, who you'd never see in Letterkenny. You just always hear him mocking the <laughs> hockey hooligans in the show. But you see, this is a show dedicated to him, and it's just freaking hilarious. I mean, he is a hockey hooligan who plays some minor league pissant <laughs> hockey <laughs> team in the what's called the no-show, Northern Ontario Senior Hockey Organization. <laughs> <laughs> no show that's awesome yep, yep. <laughs> and oh my god it's so funny the way the creative curse words these people come up with <laughs> ways to call you and your mother all kinds of things without actually oh, using yes. one of the four letter words <laughs> <laughs> refers to like the character shorzy when he's not playing hockey he's he's being a referee for like uh, high school hockey games, right? And <laughs> he makes fun of these high schoolers, you know, <laughs> saying, uh, watch their Accutane-fueled rage. Yeah. Yeah. The Stars are um, in the Western Conference Finals, so the yeah! playoffs have been... Interesting this year. (laughs) I was glad that they beat the Kraken because the Kraken are another expansion team that I think hasn't done their time (laughs) to make it to deep into the playoffs. I hate every team that comes out of Seattle. It does not matter what sport. (laughs) If you're coming so the Mariners, hate them. Kraken, hate them. Supersonics. uh, Yeah, I guess I hate them too. Yeah, Seahawks. The Seahawks can boil them in can oil. I hate those. Really, I hate the coach. The, the The players are fine. Whatever. The coach is such an old, grumpy old man. What's his name? Peter something? Yeah, Griffin. I don't know. Uh, 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 P, uh, 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 Tear, uh, uh, Griffin, Griffin. <laughs> Peter Griffin. Ah, oh, nuts. Oh, nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we digest. Uh, Western Conference Finals, uh, the Dallas Stars versus the Vegas Golden Knights, who already have won a Stanley Cup in their very short history of like four or five years. So they don't need to go. <laughs> On the eastern side, it's the Florida Panthers versus the Carolina Hurricanes, who game one was the sixth longest hockey NHL hockey game ever. Went to four overtimes. It's a lot of overtimes. Yes. So don't normally hockey games go to shootouts. How come they didn't go to a shootout, Bruce? I think that it just how it happens for the finals. I really don't know if they're going to do that for the Stanley Cup finals. I kind of. So part of me would like to see a shootout, but at the same time, I think they would end up just doing sudden death overtimes because they feel that it's a much better entertainment value. It seems more fair, especially since there's talk about making rule changes for shootouts where, because one of the tactics shooters have been making is to slow down their advance to the goal, if not like stop almost completely. So that way they can oh, yeah. juke out the goalie to move in one way or the other while standing still. Yeah, do the same <laughs> flipping thing the pitcher's doing to the batter and right. <laughs> baseball. Right, trying to get people to flinch, you know, when. Throw the <laughs> ball! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I think that's why they're going to end up doing just uh, sudden death overtimes. You know what sport I'd really like to for to figure out their overtimes? Football. Yeah. Both college and professional. Mm-hmm. I want them to figure out their overtime because they're just dumb. Well, yeah, they're just dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I liked the old college. The old college overtime football seemed okay to me. You get the ball, you get a possession, and you go. Like, it's, you know, there's there's a time, and you go for it, and if you don't get it, the other team gets the ball, and they go for it. They don't get it, and then, you know, it's basically the first, or it's not the first one who gets it, but I I don't know. I don't know. I, I just, I, I'd like to devise a system that didn't seem stupid. <laughs> so <laughs> but the, all the ones on the table So the stupid. trick with the football, though, is, is using it, that system, it, it, it 
in certain games where you know that both teams have good offenses, but crap defense means it drags out. <laughs> that was the best AM game of all time. <laughs> the seven overtime. The, the seven overtime, 74 to 72 <laughs> win after seven hours of football over LSU. Our our SEC rival. It may have been for the people in the stadium and the and the fans for those particular two teams, but anybody who was watching for the love of football was going, "What the?" <laughs> no, they were all having a blast too. <laughs> Shut your face! <laughs> Shut your face, Bruce. <laughs> those are the fun games. Like where it goes in overtime and all the craziness happens and- once a year, maybe. But if it's happening two, three, four times a year, you're going to get tired of it. <laughs> Yeah, it didn't happen. I mean, it, only, it didn't happen that often. I don't know. And they changed the rule, and then they ended up go- having a game go to nine overtimes. <laughs> you know, I just I think the NFL one's pretty bad because you kick off, right? The first team scores, they win, right? If they get the field goal, then the other team gets a chance. It just it favors the team that wins the coin toss. Mm-hmm so heavily so it's well, not a skill the NFL also leaves more of a chance for a tie yeah which does not work in american football <laughs> not at all nobody walks away from a tie happy <laughs> no the only time literally everybody in america would have walked literally everybody who matters in america would have walked away from a tie game was the raiders and the chargers at the end of the 2021-22 season, as long if they tied, then both of those teams would go to the playoffs. If either of them won, then that team and the Steelers would go to the playoffs. So all they had to do to keep the Steelers out of the playoffs was tie. <laughs> tie. And they had the chance. They could have done it. They could have done it, but no, the Raiders had to be the fucking Raiders. They had to do it. They had to kick that field goal at the very end and win the game. Chargers were out. Pittsburgh was in. Thank God the Browns were there to stop Pittsburgh into the ground. (laughs) Only saving grace. (laughs) Like we said, Baker Mayfield's two for two in a row, which I don't know when the last time that's happened or ever. (laughs) Right. In Pittsburgh. In Pittsburgh. Not just to Pittsburgh, but in, in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Getting to watch big Ben Roethlisberger cry his cry, eyes out. Cry on the sideline. Oh, joy of joys in my life. <laughs> the only, really the only time I've actively engaged in schadenfreude. Like any other time I would feel far too guilty. And, and really it's, it's evil. So I, I don't want to do it. But that's the only time. Big I guarantee you there are families somewhere where kid asks his dad, what was the happiest moment in his life? And his dad's going to say the day the Browns beat Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh on a playoff game and made Ben Roethlisberger cry. cry. <laughs> the kid's going to go, what about the day I was born? Not even close. Not even close, <laughs> Junior. <laughs> I mean, it's a second, but it's a distant second, boy. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, there there are moments in football which are just iconic, to use the word that I love to use so much. <laughs> and that, my friends, was one of them. Big Ben crying on the sideline. Yep. You know, where are you going? I'm going to Disney World. Iconic. You know, every time Tom Brady lifted his child and the Super Bowl trophy up (laughs) as his eyes and face slowly got more and more wrinkly and more of his hair was white. (laughs) You know, Brett Favre coming back after retirement. (laughs) That didn't work out for anybody. No. On a sadder note of iconic moments, Jim Brown passed away last Thursday. For those of you who don't know, Jim Brown is arguably one of the greatest athletes of all time. Yes. Arguably the best footballer of all time, at least American footballer. That's less arguable. And arguably one of the best people. Yeah. It's arguably the best person in the in the sense that he didn't limit himself to just being a football player. Yeah, and, and he actually he came out of the game at, at a high. Mm-hmm. He didn't stick on and, and everything. He said, okay, well, you know, we've had fun. It's been great. I've taken us to a couple of national championships because this was prior to the Super Bowl. Right. And, you know, it's time to move on and do other things. 
And then he moved on and did other things. And it wasn't like Michael Jordan, which just terrible golf career. <laughs> <laughs> and baseball. And baseball, yeah. You know, again, arguably one of the greatest athletes of all time. Jim Brown, he did activism stuff and worked hard for furthering the cause of uh, African-Americans in America. I mean, he regularly hung out with Martin Luther King and Malcolm X. <laughs> there was a movie made about that. It was One Night in Miami hmm. that tells the story of how he met with um, Martin Luther King and Malcolm X in a hotel in Miami one night. I never seen it. I don't know the particulars, but yeah, it's two very different mindsets about activism there. Martin Luther King and Malcolm X. Mm -hmm. So that would have been a very interesting conversation to witness. Right. And here was Jim Brown, a football, a professional football player. (laughs) Yeah. Right there in that room with them, because both of those people thought it was important for him to be there. Or I don't know about important, but that he was influential enough to be there. Well, he was respected, right? He was a well-respected right. member of the community. And very, very much active, even to his last days. He was always seen every year at uh, in Berea, Ohio, for spring training for football, and preseason football, and all that. Great man. Will definitely be missed. Giant, giant athlete. What else we got going on? I mean, we haven't really talked about soccer. I went to my first MLS game. That was nuts. That was cool. Yeah. Columbus Crew. There was a group called the Black Flag Social Group. They hold a tailgate for every home game. It's free to anybody and everybody. Obviously, if you're from the other team, don't be a dick. (laughs) (laughs) Anybody's welcome. Just don't be a dick. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Very nice group of people. And they provided, well, food, soft drinks, beer. Didn't have to pay for any of it, but donations were welcome. And then I watched the game from what's called the Nordec, which is the club football club supporter section. And it's a standing only section. They stand for the whole game. So tailgate started at like 2.30. Game started at 7.30. And I was there for all of it. Wow. That was an exhausting day. That's <laughs> outstanding. Yeah. And they cheer the whole time. They yell the whole time. So so do they sit down during halftime? So the benches in the standing section are there, but they're folded down. They don't even in halftime pull them up. They just leave them down <laughs> and just sit on the edge of them if they really want to <laughs> s- sit. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Nice. I had enough time. The stadium was nice enough that I had enough time to go get a quick um, snack and drink. Which was cool. It was popcorn. It was stale popcorn, but it was popcorn. And uh, they do soda fountains. They hand you the cup and then you go get your drink at a soda fountain. Hmm. So, uh, you know, free refills. Nice. Big mistake. And I don't know why anybody anywhere who does this, if you have a soda fountain in any sort of big venue or any sort of venue, really, they did not have an ice maker on the soda fountain machine. Yeah. So, I mean, unless you're the first person to get ice from the thing you're not getting ice <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. but that's Weird. all right i had 15 minutes and i had enough time to grab my stuff and get back to my spot it was an okay game it was against orlando i thought that was kind of fitting my first game <laughs> <laughs> my first mls game was against orlando from my former home state <laughs> went up two nothing at the half and then we proceeded to let them score twice <laughs> so it came to a draw at the end of which Oh, so, so aggravating. So very aggravating. Oh. And then we played Cincinnati this past weekend for what is named the hell is real game. <laughs> so in soccer, they like to name certain rivalry games. Uh, our rival is Cincinnati. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, the two games uh, every year, you know, when we play there, when they play here, they're called hell is real games because the interstate that connects the two cities, you, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Interstate 71, if you're going north from Cincinnati, there are these billboards uh, put there, I think, by the, the farmers who own the land where these billboards are, are these pro-Christian billboards that you know say things like Jesus saves and things like that. And one of them is Hell is Real. Ah, okay. So that's why the game is called Hell is Real. Nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, we lost that game because of the boneheaded, most 
boneheaded thing I've ever seen in soccer, which is a goalie for who, whatever reason, decided not to pick up the ball. The only person on the soccer field that's allowed to touch the ball with his hands, and he chose not to do it and left the goal wide open. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. What? What? <laughs> Why would you do that? I, I get. We don't know. <laughs> so we lost that game three two. So nice. we just got to beat them here then. So big um, Disney slash Star Wars news. Oh yeah, bastards. Yeah, they are closing the Star Cruiser at the Disney World Resort. So this was two night, three day, quote unquote cruise experience that you would get on. A hotel in Florida, the Walt Disney World Resorts, and came with sort of like free entrance or passes to get into uh, Hollywood Studios, into their Star Wars, the Batu uh, spaceport uh, portion of the Universal Studios. Black Spire Outpost. Sorry, not Universal. Yeah, Black Spire Outpost on Batu. Hollywood Studios. Yeah, Hollywood Studios. And um, it was ridiculously expensive. And didn't have enough into it to cause repeat users. Right. So all of the nerds who could afford it went. And the nerds like us who could not afford it haven't gone yet. We were hoping prices would come down. They did come down. But apparently there is a break-even threshold that they hit with the amount of people they have to employ to run this. But it was supposed to be a fully immersive experience. Like you go in right. and you become a character from Star Wars. You like go they on give missions. You a costume and everything. Yeah. You're you're you know, the room is set up like a Star Wars type room. There's a lot of interaction through the phone about missions and places to go and stuff to do on the Star Cruiser. And then there's away missions down to Black Spire Outpost. And Disney just announced that the last voyage is going to be in September, which I have heard is already sold out. Yeah. I am considering potentially trying to go in July since we will be in Florida already. Don't know if I can shell out the cash necessary <laughs> to go. What's a second mortgage? <laughs> yeah. That's, and that's, that's been the problem with it. It's just, very, it's a very expensive thing. It's short. It's only, you know, two nights. Yeah. It's like $6,000 for basically a three day event for a small family. <laughs> yeah. For four people. Yeah. So it's a lot of money. It is yeah. relative to a cruise, let's say a Disney cruise for a, a three day, you know, two night cruise with Disney and yeah. a four person in one cabin. You could probably get away with something like two to four thousand dollars, depending on, you know, as long as you're not going into the suite realm. <laughs> right. As long as you're staying within like balcony or inner or outer rooms. Somewhere in that realm, you know, you're talking two to four thousand dollars. So this was another two thousand dollars on top of that. And that being said, Disney cruises are the most expensive, almost by double. Uh, your next <laughs> lowest is going to be like, you know, Norwegian and Royal Caribbean and them, and that's about half. So you're talking about like the most expensive cruise you could take. Now, granted, you're being in an immersive environment, playing effectively a three day game. So like the difference there is, it's like on the cruise though, it's. No, all the food you can want, all the drink you could want. Yeah. Like, I don't think like meals are provided, but I don't think it's like all the food you can want. No, my understanding is it's not. It's not all inclusive like most cruises right. are. <laughs> right. Or to some extent. Very, very sad news. I was I was hoping to go. I may still go depending on things, but something to go someday. I was figured yeah. it would have lasted longer than a year. And really what I want to talk about is like speculation about what are they going to do with this place? Because I mean, it's it's a hotel, right? <laughs> but it's in such a terrible spot to begin with. So, I mean, unless I mean, the only thing you could do is turn it and re and like maybe add some floors to it and make it a Star Wars themed regular hotel. Where you could pay extra, have you know uh, uh, access to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge included with your stay, because they're slowly getting rid of the reservation system. Like starting next year, you're not if you're buying uh, a you know a day park ticket or whatever, you're not having to make a reservation for the park for whatever day. So they're slowly getting rid of that. So, yeah. Uh, crowds are probably going to be a thing again. And they have been. Crowds have been a thing. Right. And with the advent of the the genie system, it's been 
bad. If you're if you're not buying in all of the stuff, then you're waiting in ridiculous lines. You have to deal with the crowds, right? And they started letting people buy pass holder passes again, which were sold out within an hour of the of them doing that because they're only letting they were they were selling so many at a time, and those have been you know sold out quickly. So it'll be, like you said, interesting to see what they do with it because either tear it down and just cover it up or lean into it a little in a different way. Yep. I got to imagine they're going to turn this thing into a hotel. Mm -hmm. It's possible they could revamp it and make it a ride or an experience. I got to figure that would cost so much money to to revamp it and redo it and just Mm -hmm. turning it into a regular or maybe even DVC hotel. Seems like it wouldn't take that much more effort. As long as they keep the theming. I mean, the theming should be fine. Yeah. Like all you're talking about doing is no longer employing all of the people who are playing parts, right? A lot of them were actors with makeup and stuff on. Like the one, the captain of the Halcyon was a blue skinned alien person. So that person had to get dolled up every single day, you yeah. know, with blue makeup. Instead of cast members who are acting, you're going to have cast members who are hotel staff. Right. And who probably don't have to get on all the gear more than the average people who work in Black Spire Outpost do. Right. And most of them don't wear costumes. You know, you, <laughs> you have the occasional <laughs> people who come through. Chewbacca shows up or Ray or and for those people listening that are Disney people yes all uniforms in Disney are called costumes yes I was one of those people but we mean costume costumes you yeah. know elaborate get ups <laughs> yeah just like everybody there is a cast member right some <laughs> cast members actually have to act <laughs> right <laughs> I do think that would reduce the price to stay there dramatically enough that they could turn into a regular hotel well and and also in a sense too it could ease things up at places like ogus cantina because if you do the can if you do a bar inside the restaurant you could have similar drinks so therefore maybe it lightens up the the wait times or the wait list or whatever for olga's per se yeah yeah that's another thing it could be like the other hotels where you can go and you can make reservations there, even if you're not staying there, right? You can go right. eat at the at the restaurants, drink at the restaurants. bars. Right. Because I know that they have reservations open at Olga's for after the park is closed. So people, you know, they get to hang out in the park until their reservation, which is after closing time, which is a cast member. That's got to that, yeah. that's gotta be a not so great feeling. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm here till 2 a.m. because Jimmy, son of a Yep. Because you already get that. Even with places that make reservations up to closing times, they'll be there. The guests will stay till two hours after closing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because they can't, they can't force them out. Because we're jerks that way. Because <laughs> I've never been a cast member. I've just been a guest. <laughs> it happens a lot at Epcot, especially the restaurants there. Which is half the park, really. Yeah. Yeah. Disney's definitely, it's definitely going to be interesting to see where it goes because there's a lot happening with Disney. They canceled their new Imagineer headquarters in Orlando. They're trying to figure out what they're doing with the parks and how to make them manageable. But it seems like they're trying to throw the doors open again, which I don't see that as being a good thing. Like, I understood why they were pricing people out. I didn't like it, but I understood it. They were hoping that by trying to price them out, they'd lower the crowds and it didn't work. Which says something, I guess, about people. But Yeah, those are the, the I guess, the two big things they've done this year have been canceling the uh, billion dollar uh, Imagineer campus and then the Galactic Star Cruiser. Yeah, Galactic Star Cruiser. So I'm interested to see what happens next. The honest truth is it's gotten so expensive to go to the parks uh, and there's there's just not enough new about it to entice me to go back. Uh, and it probably will be that way for another five or six years. Because well, there's not enough to draw people into one direction or another. Like there's a not like you said, not enough new all at the same time. They do new things one by one. So that way, by the time you get to the next new thing, people have gotten to the last new thing thinking it's old. So then the crowd just all of a sudden shifts to the other thing. Yeah. And it's interesting because, you know, we're in. Currently, we're in an economic downturn. I don't really care mm-hmm. how you want to put it. Recession, depression, mm-hmm. explosive I don't care. 
Uh, inflation <laughs> has gone, you know, has doubled on the things that everyday people buy, you know, stuff that everyday yeah. people buy, like, you know, food, yeah. food. and clothing and <laughs> mm-hmm. not so much gas. Gas has gone up and up by 100%. But vehicles, like stuff we all need, <laughs> has gone mm-hmm. up ridiculously over the last year or two years. And I imagine there's a lot more people who are bowing out of going to Disney because of the expense. And so that'll be that. It'd be interesting to watch that play out. Well, it's wondering how long, how long until we catch up to that point. Cause like right now it seems like Disney's still plenty packed given the prices. Yeah. Well, and despite all the restrictions that they've been trying to put in on it, it still seems like it's wall to wall people. Well, and I, I think a lot of that has to do with, you've got basically a year to 18 month lag time mm-hmm. on anything you do now will mm-hmm. only affect park presence a year from now because everybody mm-hmm. makes plans so far ahead because you have to make plans right. so far ahead in order to get into the restaurants you want, in order to get on the rides you want, in order – well, not so much the rides anymore, but at least the restaurant piece of it, get to the hotel you want to get into. There's so much advanced planning that goes into a Disney trip now that mm-hmm. when the company changes something, it usually doesn't have a, a – you know, and it starts to have effect immediately, but it, it's going to have a much bigger effect six months to a year down the line. And in 18 mm-hmm. months, it's really into effect. So um, there is a real strong lag to just because of the planning aspect. Right. It's going to be interesting to see what it's like in a year. I have seen a lot of um, Disney, Facebook, TikTok videos and things like that telling people not to go. Or, well, I guess telling people to go in the middle of summer because of the heat, because a lot of people pick, you know, uh, fall, winter and spring instead of summer because, you know, Florida's ungodly hot in the summer. But I wonder if that's going to make a difference now if they open up the reservation system. You know, I don't know. I know. I remember <laughs> I remember Bob talking about when he was a he was younger, when my stepsisters were younger and taking them in the summer and there being nobody there. Because of how hot it was. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that doesn't seem to be the case anymore. It doesn't seem to matter when you go. It's always packed. Right. right. Yeah, some, sometimes are worse than others, like Christmas. But it always seems like it's packed. At least it has been. So we're going to uh, spend three days at one of the resorts near Epcot, the, the Beach Club Resort. So we'll get a chance to see what that's like. Mm. We're not going to the parks. We're just staying at the resort. So mm-hmm. in the in the dead of summer. So we'll get to see how packed it is <laughs> and how crazy things are. I'd say, I mean, uh, that's the one good thing about Disney is uh, if you're not wild about parks, just going to the resorts, just going to do what the resorts offer in different places and Disney Springs and places like that. You can still do a lot and have fun. Oh, but yeah, um, I think. Just closing up here because we're about at it on time. Um, so we're going to, if it's not out already, Escape from New York is out. We'll be having the Sandlot. We'll be starting the Sandlot here soon. And then we're going to start kicking around ideas about what are some other movies we're going to try to do. If you have any suggestions, uh, give us a shout out. Remember, we're on Facebook. You can leave a comment on the website, patthefatman.com. The Fat Man has a Twitter Apparently, we're on Instagram. Yep. And if you want to become a patron, we definitely pay attention to those comments. So become a patron and you have our ear for as little as $1 a month. Really? That's all we ask. Yes. If you want to give us more, we'll we'll gleefully take it and, take and it. hand it over to our editor. But <laughs> <laughs> for only a dollar, you get access to all of our Patreon-only content. We try to post uh, an audio program on Patreon at least once a month. Yeah, if you'd like to support us, we'd love to have you as a supporter. And to all of our Patreon supporters, thank you so very, very much. Yes, thank you, guys. This has been another thrilling episode of Pat the Fat Man. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Pat. I'm the Fat Man, otherwise known as Bruce. Stay classy. Take her easy, dudes. The cheetah's not dead. So glad the cheetah's not dead. The cheetah's not dead. So glad the cheat is not dead. Dead! <laughs> <laughs>